You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. Psalm 107 verse 1 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord for He is good and for His mercy does what? His mercy is more than four years. His mercy is more than your lifetime. His mercy endures to your generations long after you have come and gone. That's the God we serve. Praise the Lord. The God that you can, every time you go to Him, you can say thank you. And you won't be wrong. Praise the Lord, somebody. That's the kind of God we serve. If you went to a man every time and say thank you, you could be thanking him for doing something bad to you or for doing nothing. But if you go to God every time and say thank you, you'll be right because there would have been something thankworthy that he had done that you didn't know. That's why the Bible says in all situations, what should you keep doing? He said, give thanks. Why? He said, for this is the will of God concerning you in Christ Jesus. As long as you're in Christ Jesus, reasons for thanksgiving must never cease in your life. Praise the Lord. So we admonish in this time, it says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. When I saw this, something jumped to me from this very place. And like we do, you know, normally, when we give thanks to the Lord, we give thanks to the Lord for what he has done. But the psalmist is saying here, thank him for who he is. Because what he does flows from who he is. He cannot borrow, he flows, he is good, and goodness oozes out of him. Praise the Lord. If I took a bottle of perfume, I could spray it on you, isn't it? What if I broke it around you? What would happen? Would I have offended you? You know the woman with the alabaster flower, what did she do? She broke it on Jesus. She broke it and the whole room was what? Blessed with her breaking. Why? Because what was contained therein was good. The goodness of the Lord brings itself out in every circumstance. And that's why the wise have admonished us. In every situation, what should we do? Give thanks, because when we do that, we connect to what is there already. Praise the Lord. So it says, for he is what? Good. That's why we give thanks. Beautiful to thank him for the car, thank him for the marriage, thank him for the healing. I bless God. Last Sunday I was very ill, but this Sunday I'm very well. Hallelujah. So I thank him for the healing. I thank him for provision. I thank him for favor. Anybody has received healing from the Lord lately? Anybody has received provision? Anybody has received journey message? Then just thank him. Put those hands together and thank him. His favor. Hallelujah. Many reasons to thank him. But it says most for today, for he is good. And then it says also for what? His mercy endures forever. He says thank him for that. You know why? He says his mercy has no tenure. His mercy doesn't run out. He's not counting for you. One, two, three, four. He says day by day, what happens? New mercies you and I receive. Why? Because his mercies don't finish. 
when he was introducing himself to Moses, he says, abounding in mercy, concerning mercy unquantifiable, limitless. That's the God we've come to worship. Praise the Lord. So this Sunday, we come into his presence, thanking him. He says, enter into his gates with what? Thanksgiving. Come into his courts with praise. We come with all the noise, with all the things that are happening around us. With all of that, we address ourselves and we clothe ourselves appropriately. We have a father. We are not orphans. Praise the Lord. There is an agenda concerning your life. Before you and I were born, God had a plan. And no human being can abort that plan. Praise the Lord. Unless you decide to. But he says, if God be for you, he says, who can be against you? It doesn't matter the gang up. If the Lord is for you and you say, yes, Lord, his purposes will be fulfilled in your life in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Okay, so come quickly. I don't know how God will lead us, but I know there's some unfinished business we have in um, Second Chronicles. We, we have been looking at Jehoshaphat, so come there with me uh, quickly. I think about two Sundays ago, we looked at this battle and, that, and this battle and this battle. Okay, so Second Chronicles 20, I'll read from verse 14 and, and we'll pick something from there. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jaziah, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benai, the son of Jael, the son of Mathanai, a Levite of the sons of Asaph in the midst of the assembly. And he said, listen all you of Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem and you King Jehoshaphat. Thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours but God's. He said, tomorrow go down against them. They will surely come up by the ascent of Ziz and you'll find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeroboam. You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you. O Judah, O Nigeria, O people of God. Amen. He said, do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow God against them for the Lord is with you. This is where I want to look at from today. He says, and Joseph bowed his head with his face to the ground. And all Judah with the inhabitants of Jerusalem bowed before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. Then the Levites of the children of the Kohites and of the children of the Korahites stood up to praise the Lord, God of Israel, with voices loud and high. So they rose early in the morning and went out in the wilderness of Tekal. And as they went out, Joseph stood and said, Hear me, O Nigeria, hear me, O people of God, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and what will happen? You shall be established. Believe his prophets, and what will happen? And you shall prosper. Notice that the two don't bring the same result. There's an establishment that brings stability. Praise the Lord. It says, it talks about Mount Zion that cannot be moved. But then he's talking about prosperity. He's talking about you advancing according to the plan of God. And two of them comes from one. One comes, believe in the Lord your God. You establish. Believe his prophets. Believe the word of the Lord. Believe the counsel of the Lord. Our Lord Jesus Christ answering the devil says, Man shall not live by what? Bread alone. But what shall man live by? But by every word that proceeds. God is speaking. God who created is speaking. 
praise God. How many of us have computers? I believe every one of us does. And um, okay, even if you didn't have computers, if you had a smartphone. Now, the thing about your smartphone is that after the makers made that smartphone and you buy it and start using it, from time to time, they interrupt your need or your use of that phone. And your phone will begin to misbehave. Okay? Or your computer will begin to misbehave. It won't obey your instructions again. And you know what you see? You see a message that an upgrade is due. A system reset is due. How many have seen that on our system? As long as you don't do that, your enjoyment of that device continues to reduce. Now, God has created you. God has created his world. Praise the Lord. But from time to time, God sends to you a proceeding word. And that word is to help you to reset your journey. It's to help you to relocate yourself in the center of what he's doing. That's what we are being told here. He said, believe in the Lord your God. What will happen? You have the devices your own. But believe. Do the updates. Follow the software updates. Follow the things that they say to do. And then you maximally enjoy that device. So God has created his world. He has set times and seasons. But also in his pleasure and in his plan he has said i will speak to you daily i'll speak to you from time to time i'll speak to you through my prophets i'll speak to you through your quiet time i'll speak to you through my holy spirit and when you hear and hearken unto those words that i speak to you you will prosper tell somebody you will prosper because you'll be obedient in the name of jesus you'll receive the word of the lord in the name of jesus so hezekiah said this is it he said believe the lord your god and you will be established. Believe his prophets, and you will prosper. And the next verse 21 says, And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of holiness. Now let me stop here and point out something. Notice here that the beginning of this venture started when the Bible says in verse 14, The Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziah, the son of Zechariah, so the son of Jael, the son of Matanan, saying to them, Listen, all you of Judah, do not be afraid nor be dismayed. What initiates my consultation is the counsel of the Lord. You see, I, I want to make something clear here because sometimes as Christians, we don't know when should I use my brain, when should I think, when should I research, when should I consult. It's very clear here. That's, that's some of the things I didn't want us to leave out in this passage. They had a problem. A great army had come against them. And in the confusion of what to do and what not to do, the word of the Lord came by the prophet of the Lord. After the word of the Lord came, the Bible now says, Jehoshaphat says, this is how it works and this is how we get the best of it. We believe in the Lord, we establish, we believe his prophet. So what happens? Our way is made prosperous or smooth. Then the next line says, he started consulting. There's a place for consultation. You consult to do the word of God. Praise God. I think a few weeks ago, when we were doing the fast and we are saying on Sunday, when should we break? The breaking is not the issue. You're already fasting. If anybody here knows what we're talking about, you know that if you decide to fast till 2 today, from after service till 2, that's when hunger will come. Are you right? 
because already there is a spiritual thing connected so the consultation was not whether to obey god or not the consultation was how should we carry out this design of god is someone hearing me today so oftentimes in our lives there is a place for consultation but it's not consultation to obey it is consultation to carry out what god has said are you with me you may be a businessman, you may be a family person, and God has said, this is what the direction you should go. There is nothing wrong in consulting as you go in that direction. There are several ways you can go to Lagos. You can go by air, you can go by road. I think you can stop in Ibadan and complete the road by train now. So there are several ways you can go. Now, in that direction, there is provision for consultation. And that's what the Bible begins to say here. Jehoshaphat now consulted. He wasn't going to, he now consulted, how do we, remember, we're told in verse 17 here, he said, position yourself, stand still. So he was consulting, how do we position ourselves? It was in the consultation that the Bible says, he appointed those who should do what? Sing to the Lord, who should praise the beauty of holiness. Are you with me? It was in this consultation that they argued who should go first should the army go first or should the praise band come behind it was in this consultation that they said what are we going to be saying when we go it was in this consultation that they established that as we are going on this battle let us remember the victories that god had given our forefathers it was in this consultation that they established all of that and to see that god was there because the truth is this also the bible says the casting of the die is of man but the outcome is who is of the lord praise the lord it was in this consultation that the lord put the words that they were singing and the bible says when they now began to sing those songs what were they saying they were saying praise the lord why for his mercy endures forever immediately verse 22 says now when they began to sing it then means that if you and i in humility and in meekness consult to do the will of god god will make known his will to us you know, one of the challenges many believers have is that oftentimes we think God is hiding from us. God is making effort to reveal himself to you. God wants to reveal his will to you. Do you know that? The problem we have is our nature. The problem we have is our innermost desires. The problem we have is our heart. The Bible makes us understand that the heart of man is desperately wicked is deceitful so believers we must understand god wants to make himself known we are in a generation where we have the bible we have the holy spirit we have churches we have brethren we have teachers and all of that and we are struggling to know god's will don't you forget that abraham isaac jacob joseph and the rest of them they didn't have any of this yet they knew the will of god they knew the counsel of god they'll say and the lord said to me Praise the Lord. So if God could communicate to that generation, why do you think he wouldn't be wanting to communicate to us now? The problem is that the noise is too much. And that's why we are told in Psalm 46, then you can put it on the screen. It says, be still and know that I'm God. You see, for you to hear me, you have to keep your mouth shut. Have you had conversations with people on the phone where everyone is speaking at the same time? Nobody hears the other. So sometimes we imagine that the will of God, knowing the counsel of God, is too difficult. No, it's not too difficult. God, as a good father, as the father that, the only father that is actually good, wants us to know his will. There is no parent here that will be doing hide and seek for the child. 
you know you want your daughter to wash the plate or keep the cups or glasses in this particular way and you'll be hiding it from the child anybody here would do it you make that will known to the child the same way god wants you to know his will concerning any situation if it's not known it's because there are things clotting or cluttering the space there are things filling up the space another way you can look at it is this have you tried to write something on a sheet of paper and they now want to write something on top i have a piece of paper on my desk that i used to to get my pens to write and on that same piece of paper that's what i used to transfer numbers so somebody gives me an account number i've lent the more current way to this somebody gives me an account number i'll now write on it to copy and put on my phone now what i realize is that when i write on where i've written before when i try to look at it everything is modeled up isn't it you're not able to see you know why because you didn't make that paper available you didn't sanctify it for the new thing that you're going to write tell your neighbor sanctify the lord god in your heart you will hear him god's will is not complex you're trusting god for direction you're asking god questions just remove all the options you see many times we we'll come to god and we we'll say god is either a b or c or d god's solution is z and you're waiting if he's saying z say that is this c he says z he say b because you have already filled the table with options praise the lord so consultation there's nothing wrong with that and god wants to direct us god wants to speak to us we just need to purify our hearts we just need to ask the lord lord this is my heart and that's why the bible says concerning our lord jesus christ that the prince of this world came and found nothing native in him the only thing he thought about was to do the will of the father you see if i want to do the father's will 90 percent and they want to do my will 10 percent you know what is going to happen that 10 percent is going to confuse anything god is saying to me because if he says something to me that doesn't match my 10 percent i'm going to be struggling with it but if i come to him and just throw myself open let me break down what i'm trying to say concerning the politics and the things of this nation if you remove tribalism and remove greed and remove personal agenda and all of that and all you're saying to god is thy kingdom come thy will be done let your glory be seen it'll be easy to know god's will but when you're coming with the quarrel that they had with your father the quarrel that your mother when your mother was trading and when she went to social place the way they offended you have all kinds of things hidden inside of you when god wants to speak to you you'll be saying no not that direction no 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 you're jumping and passing but when you come to god as a new creation somebody who has been born again in christ jesus and say to the father father this time and this hour make known to me your counsel it will be clear praise the lord somebody praise the lord somebody anyway so so that was what happened and they began to sing and the Bible says, when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord did what? Set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Sinai, who had come against Judah, and they were defeated. We know the rest of this story, how they rose up against one another. We've taken care of this here before. There are battles that God fights for you, and only thing you do is to come and gather the spoil. You know why he does that for you? Because there are battles you need to fight yourself. God doesn't fight for us so that we'll be idle. Remember, he promised he would not allow us to be tempted beyond what we can bear. And this thing we've mentioned in passing is a serious battle. The battle of the heart, having a pure heart. What did David cry to the Lord? He said, renew in me what? A right spirit. That was his cry. 
He said, give to me a steadfast spirit. Renew me. It was the battle he needed to fight. Because that battle, God can't fight it for you. You know why? In the beginning, he said, let us make man in our image. According to our likeness. If God forcefully changes your will, you're no longer made in his image. So every time as you're seated in church now, God gives you the freedom to choose what to do with the word you're hearing. And that's why the Bible can say, you should receive the word of God with meekness, the engrafted word of God, with, which is able to save. What it means is that if you don't receive the word with meekness, it will not be able to save you. So there's a battle we have to fight. But the external battles... What the people are doing outside, what the people are saying about me, what the people are thinking, what they are ganging up, they are plotting, they are meetings, all of that. It's not your fight. Praise the Lord. It's not your fight. The, the fight we fight is the fight of the inside. It's within us. It's the rule of your spirit. That's why when the Bible talks about the born-again Christian, it talks about the fruit of the Spirit. It's not talking about the stature of the tree. It's the fruit. How does a tree bring fruit? It brings it from inside. It doesn't catch it when it's going. Are you with me? And that whole process, you don't see it work. You don't see how it works. It's when the fruit comes out that you see it, isn't it? The same way it is for the believer. There are things we have to do, but all the external ones, God says to it. And marvelously, we see in this particular account that God made sure that this fruit did not lift a weapon. In fact, we are not even told. Some commentators say that the army that was going forth in this battle carried no weapons. Praise the Lord, somebody. Imagine going to a battle without weapons. Now, it might sound straight to you, but I have a confirmation. Do you know that in the book of Judges, when Gideon with his 300 men were going against the Gibeonites, how did they go? He went with what? A torch in, inside a clay pot and what? A trumpet. And all the Lord required of him to do is what? When you surround the camp, what should you do? Blow the trumpet and break the pitcher and the light will come. You know what next happened? All the enemies, all the people that had been terrifying Israel, they rose up and with their own weapons started destroying one another and started running away. You see, tell your neighbor, do you know how big your God is? Do you know how big your God is? A few years ago, I read something. I'm sure a few of us here may have read it. I read that um, Israel, the nation of Israel, they positioned some device and allowed Iran to catch it. So, so it was as though Iran, the Iranian government, found a spying machine or some machine that carried a lot of information on Israel. Okay? Are you following? So it's, it's like someone comes to you, go to someone's office, or you're walking on the road, and you find a flash, and the flash says the secret of all your enemies. What are you going to do with that flash? You pick it up, isn't it? And what will you do? You go and put it in your computer so you know all the secrets. So anyway, Israel did it in such a way that Iran saw such an equipment and they quickly took it to their country. And when they got to their country, when they put it into their system so that they will read all the secrets of Israel, you know what happened? The device they put in collected all their secrets and sent it to Israel. You see, man passed man, but God passed all men. That's the way your God is to be. If a man can do that. So since then, even if you give them anything, Israel, they say I'm not. <laughs> they have respect. Now you need to respect your God. Are you understanding what I'm saying? God is infinitely big. Praise God. God is infinitely big. Let's go to Isaiah 40. 
Isaiah 40, if you can help me find, I think it's uh, maybe 21. It says, have you not heard? Have you not known? Eh? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? Go on, 22. It is he who sits above the circle of the earth. And its inhabitants are like grasshoppers. Who stretches out the heaven like what? A curtain and spreads them out like a tent to dwell in. Go on. It says he brings the princes to nothing. He makes the judges, the cabals of the earth useless. He says, scarcely shall they be planted, scarcely shall they be sown, and scarcely shall their stock take root in the earth, when he will also blow on them. And they will wither, and the whirlwind will take them away like stubble. Who does that? It's your God. You see, one of the things we must grow in is we must grow in the knowledge of the power of our God. The more you know of God's power, the more enjoyable it becomes. And the truth is this, if you don't know God's power, you struggle to obey him. Hallelujah. You know, you're going to struggle. In fact, you'll be angry with him. You'll be angry with anybody that's telling you the truth. Because when they tell you the truth, you think this is a hard saying. Jesus said to the woman at the well, he said, if you knew who it was, who was saying to you, give me a drink, what will you do? He said, you ask of him. You see, when you get to know the largeness, the greatness, the grandeur, the splendor of your God, when God says to you, sit down, and it's as though good things are passing you, you know what you start doing? You start singing. Because you know he's bigger. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? So it says, to whom then will you liken me? Or to whom shall, shall I be equal, says the Holy One, 25. It goes on 26. It says, lift up your eyes on high. Hallelujah. I think you can actually just do that physically. Just lift, just lift up your eyes. See beyond the things that surround you. See beyond house rent. Somebody came in here with house rent issue. And it's as though somebody would die. Nobody would die. If Jesus starries, you move into your own house. He said, lift up your eyes where? On high. Don't look around. Don't look at your bank balance. Don't look at your checkbook. Don't look at all of that. He said, lift up your eyes on high. And see who has what? Created all these things. He's talking about stars there now. He said, he brings out their host by number. He calls them all by name. By the greatness of his might and the strength of his power. Not one is missing. What the Bible is saying here, brethren, is that he has not mismanaged the universe. And for those who don't understand science, let me tell you what a bit of what the universe is. Go and get a bucket of water and try to count it molecule by molecule. That's trying to separate it the tiniest bit. The universe we're talking about. You know, every time I stand here, I, I rehearse how to describe it and all, but I keep failing. The universe we're talking about, you see the sun, the sun we see. The sun is how many times? Someone should help me, Pastor. Is it how many times, thousands times bigger than the earth? Sorry? 100 and something thousand times bigger. Just look at the sun you're seeing. And that is one star. And then there are billions of suns in our own galaxy, in our own planet, and then billions of is an assignment we should all undertake. Maybe we should write a book, The Grandeur of God. But you see, God is speaking to us in Isaiah. He says, I'm managing this. I call them out by name. He says, not one of them is missing. Not one of them is jamming into the other. Not one of them is disobeying me. They come out when they should come out. Last time we mentioned it here. When we celebrate, when we say the one month has passed, it is one month of the moon, the sun, the stars, obeying God in the order that is established for them. They get up when they should get up. They move when they should move. Everything is happening the way he said. 
And he said, if I, God, can control all of that and not one is missing, do you think I don't have the balance of your days? Somebody lift up your voice and thank him. My times are in your hands. You know what I'm going through. He knows how much you can bear. He knows the best time to come. He makes everything beautiful in his time. That's the God we serve. He's a mighty God. Praise the Lord. So, so you, you learn this so that to obey him is easy. Why should a Christian steal? A Christian will steal when he thinks his father is in lack. Why should a Christian cheat? Why should a Christian not walk in integrity when he thinks that his God has absconded? Have you seen Ajabotas the way they talk sometimes? Say, my daddy will beat you for me. Conclusion. My daddy. When they say my daddy is the conclusion of the matter. You, have you seen Pacos? I will get you. They want to go and hide in a corner and use stone to, or catapult. Some of you don't know what catapult is, eh? It's a weapon of war. <laughs> That children were permitted to carry. So, so when you talk to Bacchus, they have the plans. They have the devices to solve their problems. But when you talk to Ajebotas, they know their father. That's all they know. He said, I'll tell, my, I'll tell daddy for you. And that's the conclusion of the matter. And Jehovah is calling us to know him. Because when you know him, you know he'll provide for your needs. He'll make a way for you where there is no way. He'll not allow you to be burdened beyond measure. He'll, you'll know that he'll never leave you nor forsake you. You see, when you know all these things, thanksgiving, praise, and adoration, they'll flow naturally. You don't need to come to church for anybody to engineer that to you. You know who your father is. Praise the Lord. So God continues to speak to us here. And 27, he says, why do you say, oh, Jacob, you can put your name there. Someone came to church with a long-standing issue. Why do you say, O Labaja, and speak, O Israel? He said, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my just claim is passed over by my God. You know what that is saying? You say, you have been convinced here that your situation is peculiar. The ways of God can't solve it for you again. Young lady, the devil is a liar. Don't enter into conversation with him. Biological clock is what the doctors are using to measure things that they think they can control. God said to Sarah, he will bring forth a child. Sarah was laughing. She was laughing, conceived. She was laughing one month. She was laughing three months, isn't it? She was laughing. Her tummy was growing big. Praise the Lord. She was laughing nine months. She was laughing. She brought forth Isaac. And that's why the child was named Laughter. Because they say, Mama, wait till you have And that was how the child came. Why? Because your God controls times and seasons you see there are records in the bible that you should acquaint yourself with remember when the children of israel the leaders of the tribes of israel challenged moses is it only Aaron? is it you that only you that god speaks to and the lord said okay i mean let every man who is a leader in the tribe 12 of them bring your rods let's keep before the presence of the lord let's know what will happen and every leader brought their own rod and they kept it inside the ark of the Lord overnight. When they came the next morning, all rods were rods. As dry as they came in, as the same way they came out. But the rod of Aaron came out what? It had blossomed. It had brought forth leaves. 
and he had brought forth almond fruits in one night. Anytime somebody says to you anything concerning time, tell them you don't know my God. My God can accelerate and my God. You see, when they brought out microwave, food life became much easier, isn't it? But you see, your God can micro time. He can micro eternity. He t- I don't know how long it takes from the planting of almond for it to bring fruit. But God put it in one night. Let's put our hands together and celebrate that God. Yes. 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 Somebody might think I'm losing time. If I don't do this, time will pass. Let time pass. He says, I'll restore the years that the canker one, the palmer one, all the worms, whatever they are called. He says, I restore. I restore. That is the God you have come to. That's why he says, oh, give thanks for his good. Do you know that God does not harbor, God cannot harbor an evil thought towards you? It's impossible. It's not in him. It's not in him. In fact, let me tell you, what makes people suffer is the fleeing from God. Fleeing to God has never created problem for any man, no matter how bad they are. That's why the Bible says, if your sins are scarlet, he said, come. Once you come to God because of who he is, punishment only succeeds to be carried out in people who are running from God. Anybody running to God, it's not possible. Goodness is who he is. Love is what he is. Kindness flows from him. Do you understand? He said in him is light and there is what? No darkness at all. So people suffer because they run from him. That's why people go to hell. People go to hell because they live their whole lives on earth here and say, I don't want anything to do with you. But on this earth, people at 90 years, after they've lived terrible lives, one day call on him, mercy comes. Nations even. That's why they, no matter what has happened, listen, God will still hear Nigeria because we are calling on him. We are not running from him. Nineveh was destined for destruction. And God sent a prophet, two journeys. The first one, he, he sent him again. And when Nineveh heard the word of the Lord, instead of turning their backs and proving tough, they turned to the Lord in repentance. What happened? God forgave them. You know why? Because God is good. God is good. Praise the Lord. He's a good God. He's a kind God. And you see, his goodness is beautiful because no matter how good I may think I am, I'm limited by my capacity. But God is good and he has the capacity to exude his goodness. So I tell some people, like a few people, you know, here, I see them, you know, very wonderful people. And my prayer is that God will enlarge their capacity because they are very good people. But you see, God's goodness is matched with his omnipotence. So God looks at a man, David, and decides to bless him. He says of David, he says, there will never cease one from your loins upon the throne. Who can make such a promise? Do you know how powerful you need to be? Today, we call Jesus son of David because God wanted to be good to him. Tell yourself, God wants to be good to me. This nation will hear of you in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. So he said, why do you say my way is it? Why do you say my own situation is terrible? Ha! How about God? You don't understand. 28 says, have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth. He said, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. 
You know, the word faints captures a bit what I, I was just trying to say. Fainting talks about your desire to go, but the ability to go is no longer there. Nobody faints while sitting in one place. Fainting is always as a, you want to move. Praise the Lord. Your desire. So it's saying here, God, God's agenda, God's purpose cannot be stopped. It cannot be said he ran out of will. It cannot be said he ran out of time. It cannot be said the enemies, you know, the resistance became too much. He doesn't faint. Brother Livinus was sharing with us about the dog. He said the dog is not the strongest animal, but he says it's the most resilient. That's, I think that's where they got the word doggedness. So if you have a problem with a dog, you're in trouble because especially those small stubborn ones. That's why you see sometimes you see a big dog is running from one small dog because the big dog is tired of the fight. The small dog is not tired of the fight. So you have to keep beating it every day. Praise God. So he said, neither faints. His desire cannot be aborted by lack of strength. That's the God that is for you. And he said, neither does he grow weary. He doesn't tire out. What is begun, he says, I'm able, I'm faithful to do what? To perfect it in the name of Jesus Christ. That's the God you and I serve. Hallelujah. And then he goes on to say, his understanding is unsearchable. I think we can even close from this one. Now, this, I, I don't even have, I, I don't think Holy Spirit help us to, to deal with this. His understanding is unsearchable. It means then, sirs and mass. I read somewhere that the first president of the U.S., George Washington, he said that when he was sick, those days, the doctors felt that if you were sick, it was a problem of too much blood. So what they do is that they start leaking out blood. That's why those days, when you see doctors, they had one bag that they used to carry. And what were in those bags were instruments for leaking out blood. And they said when they leak out that blood, to make sure that you don't become one-sided, they leak from both sides. <laughs> I mean, for, for those that are listening to doctors, this is what doctors once said, though. So the thing they're saying now, maybe a hundred years' time, who knows? Some of the things they're doing now, how you'll be laughing at it. But that's what they believe. So they leak out blood, you know, from both sides. So they said when George Washington was here, that's how they started leaking out blood, leaking out blood until the blood in his body finished. Now, today, when someone is sick, what do doctors do? They give blood. That's to show you. The understanding of man can never match the understanding of God. But from beginning in Leviticus, we're told the life of the flesh is in the blood. You see, when you hold on to God, you may not understand what is going on. But at the end, you'll be found wiser. So he says his understanding is unsearchable. I'm saying that to say to us here that many times we'll be in situations and we think we are losing. But you're actually winning. You think you're abandoned. But you have actually been set up for promotion. You think God has, you know, abandoned you. But all of that was a set up for display. Didn't he say you are my workmanship? Any artist in the house today, when you meet a correct artist and he starts, you tell him to paint something like this or to draw it. The first strokes he's going to put on paper, you say, please, if you're not serious, tell me if you really want to draw this thing. But if you see those who are not artists... Once they start, you see that they want to draw some. The only thing is that they'll never finish. <laughs> when they finish, you look like that statue. How many of us are from Imo State here? They, they showed us one lion that they, they modeled for roaches. <laughs> but when they started, you know it's a lie. But when a proper artist starts, you think he's joking. But you see, at the last strokes, 
You begin to, is, is this what it was working? You see, why it is like that is this. When the artist is working, he's working from under. When the amateur is working, he's working from outside. So immediately you say he's working. He said, I have an uncle who is helping me. Who told you he's helping you? But when Jehovah is helping you, many times you go, they bounce you. You go, they bounce you. You go, they say no. It's as though the time has elapsed. All that is part of his help. If only you understood his ways. Let's rise on our feet today and begin to bless him. He said it is good to give thanks to the Lord. If you knew a bit of what God knew, if you had an understanding of his power, if you could comprehend his ways, child of God, you obey him. You will trust him. You will bless him. You see, when you struggle with holiness, it is out of a lack of revelation. When you struggle with obeying some simple instructions from God, it's because you don't know the God you're serving. But today we are coming to say, my God is good. If there is nothing you get out of service today, God and every step you take say, for the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever there is no searching of his understanding his power does not fade of the you see just begin to declare he says this god he said doesn't grow weary he does not faint what he did two thousand years ago he's able to do today he healed then he's healing down he made a way down he's making a way down he is god all by himself i want you to bless the lord i want you to go into a personal moment with him I want you to set yourself and just look to him and say to him, my God, you are worthy of my praise. You are deserving of my worship. You are deserving of my adoration. I exalt you. I magnify you. The question kept asking, have you not known? Tell him, Lord, I'm beginning to know. I'm beginning to know that what you're working in my life, I can't even comprehend. Is there somebody here? Maybe you need to talk to him concerning time. Tell him, Lord, I see that time is in your hands. I thought I was losing time, but I see you have time. I see, Jehovah, you have time. You're the one who said to me, a day with me is like a thousand years. And a thousand years is like a day. You are God. I need you to exalt him. I need you to go beyond whatever day that is happening around you. All the noise all the things that are happening surrounding you I need you to go beyond all of that and worship this God I need you to exalt it give him the throne that is yours in your life let him take the place that belongs to him he is God open up your mouth and bless him extol him extol him let's learn from the people that have gone past they say for the Lord is good are you sick in the body for the Lord is good are you in need of finance for the Lord is good are you worried concerning Nigeria let me tell you the Lord rules let's say that the living may know that the most high God rules in the affairs of men and gives it to whomever. Men don't take power unless God permits them to take it. And men don't retain it. In fact, sometimes like we've seen in the last days, a man might be the face of power and God will permit some wicked cabal to be behind. It doesn't matter. All we know is that our God reigns. Our God rules. Our God is in charge. He's the one who calls the shot. He says he sits. He's the only one who is actually sitting. He sits upon the circles of the earth. And the inhabitants of the earth are like grasshoppers. 
I think that's dignity for us because compared to God, we are not even up to grasshoppers. Father, we bless you. I need somebody to bless the Lord. I need somebody to lift up every circumstance, every situation, every trial, everything that is surrounding you and say to Jehovah, you are good. What do you say? You are good. What do you think? You are good. What is your... I have no fears. I put my trust in you. I have a father who will never, never fail me. I have a father who will never forsake me. His name is Jehovah. His name is Jesus Christ. His name is the Holy Spirit. I have God. I am not alone. I'm not alone. I'm not abandoned. Things may have worked against me, but God is for me. Circumstances may have worked against me, but God is for me. I may have even wondered, everyone is against me. Oh yes, that could be possible. The psalmist wrote and said, when my father, when my mother, when all these ones forsake me, I have one that does not forsake me. He is my God. He looks from above and he says to me, child, call on me, call on me, call on me. Today, call on him. Call on him. Exchange your fears. Tell him you are father. Father to me. You are father. The songwriters I say you are a good, good father. You are a good, good father. We worship you. As a church, we worship you. On behalf of this nation, we worship you. That's what we are saying from the father's church. You are a good, good father. You know what you are doing. You know what you are doing. Lord, we worship you. Lord, we worship you. Lord, I worship you. Exalt the Lord. Exalt the Lord. Exalt the Lord. Sanctify him. Lift him out. Lord, we worship you. Yes, you are God. You are God. You are God. We worship you. 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 Receive our praise, O oh Lord. Receive our worship in the name of Jesus Christ. The part of Isaiah 40 we didn't read is what we are going to do now. You know, verse 29 says, He gives power to the weak and to those who have no mind. He increases strength. He said, Even the youth shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. But, somebody say but. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I, I just, I, I'm done. I, I just tell you a bit of waiting so you know what we're doing when we begin to praise God. You see, w waiting on the Lord is not doing nothing. Let me tell you what waiting on the Lord is. If you've been to an expensive restaurant, um, if, you, if you've been to Mama Put, it's almost the same thing. The only difference is that in Mama Put is one person that waits on everybody. You see? If you go to an expensive restaurant, you see people standing by the side. Isn't it? You're eating your food, you're enjoying it. As long as you make no motion, they're still standing. But if you raise your hand, what happens? They run to you. If you cough, what happens? They bring something to you. To wait on the Lord is to watch his face. How may I please him? Do you understand? And do you know why waiters wait in that way? They're expecting something. 
can you rise on your feet and wait on the Lord this morning and just give him praise just look to him tell him things that he wants to hear attend to him put your trust in him Pour your, tell, tell him it, you are my God my fulfillment will come from you my answer will come from you you are my God so when we begin to dance we are dancing to please our customer we are dancing to please our maker we are dancing to please our creator when we begin to sing we are singing to the one who made us we are singing to the Lord of all why can you let God, can we just put the hands together he also likes it when we celebrate him let's just celebrate him let's just wait on the Lord as a nation we are waiting on you as individuals we are waiting on you we can just celebrate him he's worthy He's worthy, he's worthy, he's worthy, he's worthy. You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ikenao Keke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-158-404. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.com. God bless you.